0: Fierce. Fierce. Weather. Fierce. food,
1: Fierce. Hello again, Quick Drag listeners. Welcome back to our ongoing coverage of EW's exclusive interviews with the RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16 cast. We're rolling on out more interviews like a Pussycat wig under Monet Exchanges' existing Pussycat wig in alphabetical order. Check out the full interview videos on EW.com slash Drag Race and stay tuned to this episode for our next round of interviews with Plasma and Q. Hello, I'm Joey Nolfe with Entertainment Weekly gathered here to have a key with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. And though the picture screen you're about to see her on might have gotten small, like, you know, when you're watching Drag Race on your iPad, she's sure to remain a big star throughout. Please welcome another queen in the running for this year's BFA Weaponizer title, Miss uh, <laughs> <Ms>. Plasma. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you you can already,
0: you know, infer that from this is impressive. And also, yes. That would be me.
1: The <laughs> second you walked in the room and I saw this, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jan BFA weaponizer. No. This is the new this is the new one. This is the new one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you very much for being here. Of um you course. look I, true I mean, what this look at this. I mean, this is just just a casual interview look. Just cat. I literally just woke up 10 minutes ago. Where am I? Of course. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know. Who, right. who knows? Who the hell knows where we Still are? It's not for us to know. Yeah. But <laughs> skimming through your photos online and seeing some of your performances, I have to say, in addition to just the looks, it feels really refreshing. I think to see a queen from a younger generation doing these tributes to like old Hollywood and stage productions from so many different eras. You go from. Like death becomes her to Chicago to Herbie <laughs> to Marilyn Monroe Funny Girl. So do you remember what first sparked an interest in this aesthetic and this classic vibe? Like as a little theater kid growing up.
0: Yeah. So I love to tell this story. My grandmother has a magnet on her refrigerator of Lucille Ball from the chocolate shop scene on I Love Lucy. <laughs> and I remember like growing up, we would watch the Red Skeleton Show. We would watch like all the classics. And I I just sort of like I don't know. I saw Wicked when I was nine which like really just makes a lot of sense looking at me now. I just, I've always loved it. I've always had a a, a flair for the theatrical. We grew up watching, you know, The Sound of Music. When I found Funny Girl for the first time, I was like, oh my God, I've never seen an entertainer with such presence and also such a nose that looks like this nose. (laughs) And it just like, it opened a lot of doors for me it was the first thing that i that i ever recognized as an art form and a career that would make sense yeah. to me mm-hmm. my grandmothers and the, the the people that have really formed me as as an individual taught me a lot about the classics, Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like an homage
1: to them. I was just gonna say, yeah, it sounds like it's a, it has a meaning for you beyond just being an aesthetic or a vibe, like it's a, it it has a connection to family for you. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, that really is beautiful. But speaking of Funny Girl, I saw your photos in full costume outside the theater (laughs) in New York, so Hmm. what did you think of Leah Michelle? Who is that? I know who that is. That oh was my a joke. God, oh um, God, I no, got... I was like, and that's what you missed on, Glee. Uh, no,
0: I, I did not see Leah in that production. I saw Beanie on the third row. What was Beanie doing? What was the next question? <laughs> no, um, I actually, okay, I'm a nerd and I, I worship at the feet of Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, went, <laughs> I saw a preview of Beanie Feldstein in Funny Girl at the August Wilson Theater and my gay ass went home and wrote a four page review, single spaced. I think it's, is it still on my Instagram? You've obviously done your homework on my socials,
1: so. You published it on Instagram? Yeah. And it was a four page review? Yeah. It it was like four separate Instagram posts? Or was it a carousel? No, no, no,
0: I didn't like post the photo. I like,
1: I I put the link to the Dropbox.
0: in my bio. (laughs) And I said, if you're interested in in expanding your literary prowess on the musical Funny Girl, now running running at the August Wilson, go go check it out. Because I, I am, unfortunately I am that BFA girl that
1: you suspected I was. Yeah, oh, clocked it real quick. Real quick, as soon as I clicked on Instagram, I was like, yep, this is the one. This is the one. So There were several that were in the running, I think, and doing the research and looking through. Um, but then I was like, no, this is the one. You did describe yourself in a past interview as a musical theater BFA-wielding menace. Who studied at uh, the Oklahoma University? Correct. Yeah, University of Oklahoma. Oh, University yes. of Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to get to the bottom of this today because there seems to be quite a few of you on this season. But like we sure, we're like we're claiming BFA Weaponizer number one. Like we're we're for sure claiming that. Down. Okay. Yes. All right. Down I boots. Just needed to get it confirmed. Um, but what <laughs> is it like having all of those theater kids together in the room on season sixteen? Oh my God, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's, de- it's demoralizing. It's dehumanizing for sure. Dehumanizing. I, oh
0: my God, yeah. Going to and on. It feels like I'm at Pearl Studios all day, all night. It feels <laughs> like I'm lining up for the open call for the Hairspray National Tour that shut oh, COVID no. down. No, I just, it's, um it really is a, it's a true treat. And I, I've made so many good friends with those girls and they, <laughs> a mandatory meeting. And I talk about this quite frequently about how she saw me and was like, that's a BFA girl. I have to stay away from her. <laughs> and now we're good friends. And I'm like, that's so funny because she was on the national tour of Kinky Boots before right. I even stepped foot in drag. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Well, no, I hate to tell you what she told me in our interview. praise for him No, she don't get up,
2: don't get up. No, 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 no. Uh,
1: she told me that she is now a reformed theater kid. And <laughs> she doesn't claim it anymore, I don't think. Well, you know, the the... the What do you have to say about that?
0: Um, Yeah, what what are my comments about a mandatory meeting? Um, As performed as I think she would like to think she is, she is not. You know, I've never met a congenial theater kid, but I'd like to change the narrative and I would Mm -hmm. like to be a congenial BFA That being said, a mandatory meeting, you will never escape your heritage. So you'll have to grapple with that. I'll see you in the parking lot for the title.
1: Well, she, like, I'm just wondering, what theater do we think that Amanda is performing on? At what stage? Hopefully a, a, a large one. She's very tall. Well, oh no, I meant like, if we had like an aesthetic, a vibe for her, cause like when she came in here, she came in dressed like, she had like a bra on with like a fur coat. And I was just like, what, what Broadway theater is this? Do you want the inside scoop? I, I do, always. She borrowed
0: that fur coat from a very dear friend. And quite honestly, she should give it back. <laughs> Animal cruelty. And I'm not talking about the coat.
1: <laughs> no, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> no, no we, can, we can move on. At university, that's where you got your start in drag. Correct? Yes. So I understand that you had a very interesting prop and costume change during a pageant there. Um, can you tell me about that? How much homework did you do over there? Now, hold on, wait, I wait, We got wait. a whole iPad's worth. Wait, a prop
0: and costume change. Now, I was in theater school, so a, a lot of my day-to-day was prop and costume changing. Okay, so we had a pageant at the University of Oklahoma called Miss STI, which stood for Student Theater Initiative. Okay, we got there. Yeah, yeah, we got there. (laughs) My sophomore year, I was like, you know, I've always sort of been low-key obsessed with Marilyn Monroe, cut to today. I love Marilyn Monroe, she's just an icon, and I'd love to do a number in tribute to her. And my dad got wind of this, my biological father, Thomas, hi dad. Um, And he was like, well, are you doing like the 7 year itch sidewalk scene? (laughs) And I was like, Yes. And he was like, what if, because I really need you to blow these away. What if I built you a sidewalk? Is this the prop you were thinking this of? This is the one I was oh, thinking Oh yeah. Of. My father built me uh, like a like a two foot by four foot rolling sidewalk subway great platform with a box fan built into it on rolling, like on That's casters, amazing. Amazing. and it plugged in backstage, and literally my backup dancers wheeled me around the black box theater as my skirt is blowing up, and I probably looked like a dog in that makeup, but I was, I, you couldn't tell me I literally was rolling around the theater in the University of Oklahoma, White's and School of Musical Theater, White's theater, and Offer Theater, and my skirt was blowing up at this little rinky-dink college charity fundraiser drag show. And that was when I knew Plasma was a vintage girl.
1: That's a superstar right there. When you're doing that at the University of Oklahoma, just like, I mean, middle of the country, like. Yeah. this amount of engineering that went into this? The the engineering, (laughs) mama, yeah. And you thought Wicked was impressive. (laughs) All of these, these inspirations and these elements that are rooted in like very, like pre-established aesthetics, I would Mm -hmm. say, and you do it very well. But so what are we getting at a plasma show though, in addition to the looks? You're getting a
0: lot of mental health awareness. (laughs) You're getting a lot of, um, um, I love a drinking game. I play a drinking game at my shows in New York where I will sing Liza with a Z live. And every time I say Liza, someone has to take a shot. That's a lot. Which I love well. <laughs> it's Liza! Um, there's a lot of singing, there's a lot of like foolery, I love to be on the microphone, I love to talk with people, I love to connect with people. I'm one of the only queens in New York doing like the the classic like MGM yeah. old Hollywood yeah. but yeah. I also will mix it with like contemporary references. So mm-hmm. like for instance, I have a mix at home where I start with The Lonely Goat Herd from The Sound of Music and transition into Throat Goat by Kim Petris. Mental health is very important. I Love that you paused after that because you knew the reaction. Was well, gonna... <laughs> it usually spark. It, it sparks joy, as Marie Kondo would say. Um, no, but I, I love to, I love to turn the old classic Hollywood tropes on their head. And I think that the women of that era were so they were empowered by society, but they were completely like destroyed by yeah. their their immediate surroundings. And and I think that it's important that we sort of like reclaim the narrative of glamour and comfort and awareness and openness and, like, having humor at your place of yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, if only drag was fun, then maybe I we know. could
1: have it in my own okay. industry. Do you think that it's maybe, like, a dying art, like, classic drag, drag queen? God, I hope so. Well, yeah, drag. no. <laughs> <Drag>. um, <laughs> after this. Uh, but, like, classic drag queens doing old school or, like, theater-inspired things. Like, do you think the market is changing or more challenging for queens who are leaning into the aesthetic that you're... Doing? the drag entertainment complex in New York is very saturated.
0: We have a lot of very talented performers in New York City, many of whom were dear friends. There is not a lot of old school representation. Right. And I've found, I feel like I'm, I'm super lucky because I sort of have a following of people that love the classics and have sort of we we bond over our love for the classics and for like turning those narratives around and breathing new life into them. I'm really proud to say that I think that I've given it another opportunity to flourish in New York City. Because I do not see a lot of queens doing what I do. And I've gotten a lot of for doing what I do. Instead of doing you know, Kim Petras or or Kylie or Mm -hmm. you know like the things that people want to hear. Quite frankly it's my show so I don't really give a what anyone else wants to hear. And if you come to my bar then I'll get you really drunk and you're gonna love Doris Day tonight.
1: So did you, I imagine, in New York City, you know, doing what you do, you have to have had cross paths with, like, Alexis Michelle. Or, like, do you, do you... Oh, Oh, her? Oh!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, yes, I've crossed paths with Alexis Mm -hmm. multiple times. Mm -hmm. I just said that very strangely, phonetically. I've crossed (laughs) paths with Alexis multiple times.
1: Okay, Okay. jinx, that's Judy. Well, well,
0: yeah, it's (laughs) up my camera. Um, No, Alexis and I are friends, and the first night I ever actually... Oh, this is a fun Ooh, story, okay, yes, great segue, great segue. Yes, Here we yes, go, you yes, ready yes. for this? Okay, ready. Um, the first night I ever did drag in New York City was uh, at a pageant called Lady Liberty, and Britta and- Jose was in that too, right? Yes, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Britta was hosting, and Alexis was the guest judge star, and the first thing that we talked about were the materials that Anthony Powell used on Glenn Close's Sunset Boulevard costumes. It was a, a bond forged in heaven. It was a, a bond forged, <laughs> well, forged in something. And yeah. <laughs> that
2: club? Oh, yuck. <laughs> okay. No, I love that. Yeah, a so nice we, we, we like
0: hit it off directly. Oh, no. And I was doing a Marilyn number that night and I had the giant pink dress with diamonds or a girl's best friend, all that. Yeah. And Alexis was like, I, I like what you're getting at. And we, we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool moment of like, Oh my God, a Rue girl noticed me. Oh. We talked about fabric, yeah. it was so gay, I loved it.
1: <laughs> it was great. Did she give you advice for going on the show? No. Did you ask her? No.
0: <laughs> I've been on a bit of a, a, a an aesthetic journey, a makeup journey specifically in, in very recent times. Alexis and I, like, I was not at a point where I could conceptualize doing yeah. drag at such a high level, I think. I was very much a baby and mm-hmm. so I I, I didn't think that it even crossed my mind that I would be
1: here now.
0: Yeah, this in hindsight, maybe terrible. I should
1: have asked her a question. How to pull someone's lipstick.
0: Oh, just cry a lot, just,
1: just cry a cry lot. A lot. Deserves, okay, a t- an Oscar, or t- no, 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 Tony. She deserves a Tony oh. for that, for that for that performance. <laughs> um, but also, okay, so to pay the bills, we all have our day jobs as well. And just like Miss Robin Fierce at Best Buy last year, selling so mm. us TVs, I saw you posted on Instagram that you went to your day job at Equinox in <laughs> full drag. So how did that go? And uh, what exactly is your day job there?
0: Well, it doesn't exist anymore, <gasps> quite frankly, which is which is wonderful. I actually, I quit my job at Equinox to become a full-time drag queen in okay. New York City. Uh-huh. I believe that kindness is very important. So give me just a moment. Yes, take all the time you um, need. Thank yes. you. I worked at Equinox on Wall Street as my first actual like tax paying mm-hmm. job in New York City. And that was Insane. And I used to take my sketchbook and like draw looks, like sketch looks at the front desk Mm -hmm. while people would be coming in and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you look hot or whatever. Thank you, welcome. (laughs) And they'll be like, oh yeah, it's a peplum. Do you like that? And it's just, I I would be working on drag when I was at work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I transferred to a different location and met a lot of wonderful people. And the manager at my new location knew that I was a drag queen and came to see me perform at a Valentine's Day gig I did. And then she was like, would you ever want to do drag here at Equinox? And I was like, I think that sounds like a hate crime. No, thank you. (laughs) And then she was like, no, no, no. Like, we'll pay you. We'll, like, get you in there. We'll make sure you're safe. Like, you don't have to perform at all. Just, like, we're throwing a party for some sort of event that they do at gyms. (laughs) Literally didn't think that those existed. And also, yuck. But she was like would Love to have you, and so they literally paid me to come to my day job and in clock drag. in in drag. Wow, it was great! And I was, I mean, if you've seen it in the video that I posted, I'm all over the tables, yes, you I'm are. annoying
1: people. Yes, I took are. a group fitness class. You did what? Did you look like at the end of that day? No comment, <laughs> no comment, please. <laughs> There's so much different representation of like what makes New York City drag good this year, and like there's so many New York girls this season. Yeah. Um. So how many of them did you know beforehand coming into the season? Did you had you run in the same circles as some of them? Yeah.
0: I I had met Tsunami mm-hmm. once, and we had become friends like on social media, and then I had also met Dawn once at a photo shoot. Are we yeah. counting Amanda? Tsunami I don't. I forget. She told me, but I forget the answer. Well, she's she's rebuking her BFA. So glory she's rebuking days. New York. So she's, she's
1: now officially rebuking. New yeah,
0: York. yeah. I mean, she is now currently my neighbor in Harlem, but like. Oh wait! She, so she does live. <laughs> She, like, hurt. lives in New York, but she didn't claim New York, but she's, like, she got her BFA, and she, I don't... The math isn't mathing. The math isn't math. She the did geography. not attend the mandatory meeting on where the hell she's she from. She did
1: not. Literally. Someone alert the corporate
0: HR. Someone, yeah, call Ru. Call Rue. Rue Ru, Ru, Ru yeah. needs to know that we have an identity crisis on set. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I had met some of the New York girls, and I grew up in northeast rural Texas, and then I went to school in Oklahoma. So when I got to New York and yeah. saw the drag, I was like... <gasps> This is like watching the Olympics Mm -hmm. every single night Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday in the village. (laughs) Like it it is unbelievable. I consider New York to be the drag capital of the world. It's really an honor to represent New York City and like to come from a a very rural, lovely place that I quite enjoyed as a young queer person and to (laughs) represent New York is is
1: really, um, it's an honor. Mm -hmm. And you know, you are now on the Olympics of drag on RuPaul's Drag Race and I imagine that it was a very wild season given this cast. It's a really good cast. So (laughs) uh, what can you tease about, I mean, we know there's twists every season, or maybe multiple twists every season. So what can you tease about what's coming in the episodes ahead and how does this season step it up from past seasons
2: of Drag Race?
0: I can tell you this, I have never in my life being from New York City and feeling like I watch the Olympics every night, I have never in my life seen such a high level of drag in my entire life. It made me, being there, being completely like flummoxed by it in the moment, it made me so excited to be a drag queen and a drag artist. That. And I feel like a lot of people get burnt out after their experience yeah. here oh, at yeah. Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And I left like itching to put it all back on mm-hmm. and go back to work. That's great. It's like it, it's invigorating, it's inspiring. It's got a mix of classic and new and fresh. It's got a mix of old drag, new drag, quirky drag. I mean, y'all saw Dawn. And it's, it's, it checks all the
1: boxes, mm-hmm. yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Well, speaking of Dawn, a lot of people have said that Dawn is evil. <laughs> and I'm asking everybody now, cause Mirage told me that Dawn is evil. Is Dawn, is Dawn evil? I think there's a reason why Dawn wears all the pointy ears because she is
0: a f- Goblin, <laughs> no. Don and I are actually very, very, very close friends, and I adore her. Which, well, you know, if Don is evil and I'm her close friend, does you're that make me too. an accomplice? You're yeah, both,
1: you're an evil accomplice. Apparently, well, well, it looks like
0: I just freshly murdered my eighth husband. So, like, I would love to see that. You'd yes. love to see me murder my eighth
1: husband? Yeah. No, you're ninth. What are you're, you doing later? Oh my god! Yeah. No, no,
2: Don. <laughs> no, my dream
1: to be murdered by a drag queen. Okay, so the last question I'll ask you though is uh, if you had a dose or several doses of the Mistress Isabel Brooks drag delusion vaccine, who would you give it to on the cast? And I will say, somebody, somebody said you. Somebody said me?
0: Somebody said you. Are you at liberty to share who? Or is that yeah. is that against- I prote- A
1: journalist protects their sources. Doctor like,
0: patient confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in this scenario, the vaccine like cures the delusion?
1: Correct. And someone said me? Well, so like they just implying that you needed the vaccine. This interview's over. <laughs>
0: I'm like, call my I, she, agent. I'm out of here. She is no, about to murder me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. I'm not gonna give you an answer that I don't believe in that I wouldn't stand by. That's what I want. And and I it You are stuck on
1: somebody saying you.
0: <laughs> I am. I'm plucked. I'm gooped and now fully vaccinated. If someone needs the drag delusion vaccine. Yes. In this first rollout. Right. If we're if we're operating on a priority basis. Correct. I really don't wanna say plain Jane because I think she's gotten enough airtime. Wouldn't be the first. But That girl is rotted from the inside out. And I just, I would love to have a doctor examine what's going on behind all of that. That's been the majority answer so far. Really? Yes. Well, that's not very interesting, is it? I'm going to say Dawn.
2: (laughs) Okay,
1: so Dawn is evil. Yes. Dawn Dawn is evil. We're coming back to Dawn. Dawn is (laughs) evil. (laughs) Also,
0: I am a Scorpio. I love evil. Mm -hmm. So if Dawn's evil, then count me in. There we go. Because we're drinking about
1: it somewhere. Well... (laughs) Can't wait to see how this all plays out on <laughs> the season ahead, Plasma. Thank you so. much. This was a really fun interview. It was. You are amazing. It was so much thank fun you. talking with you and meeting you. And I cannot wait to see what you do on the season. Hold on to your hats, girls. I'm holding. holding. Oh my god. I, I also think I am the hat girl of the show. The a, season. A new title. Okay. A, the
0: Hat Girl. I'm, I'm in the, the coconut girl, girl the <laughs> avenue. Yeah, 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 that's me. <laughs> <The hat girl.
1: laughs> Thank you so much for well, having me. From one Hat Girl to another. Um, stay tuned for more with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race season 16. <laughs> Mwah.
2: Hey folks, it's Hunter Lewis, editor-in-chief of Food & Wine.
1: This fall, we're launching the new Food & Wine classic in Charleston with our partners at Southern Living and Travel and & Leisure, and we want to see you there. This incredible three-day culinary experience will showcase the hospitality, food, drinks, and culture of one of our favorite cities in the country. Join us September 27th to 29th to learn more from iconic chefs, share a glass with innovative wine experts, and get to know Charleston with one-of-a-kind experiences curated by the experts at food and wine, southern living, and travel and leisure. Tickets are on sale now at foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. That's foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. See you down in Charleston. Hello, I'm Joey Nolfi with Entertainment Weekly, running through the ABCs, clearly, with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. And we're stopping now on what is soon to be destined. Cue. Hey, everybody! (laughs) Hello! So Q, ju- just Q, not to
2: be confused with QAnon. We definitely... Um, don't, I don't even say that same same word in the same sentence. Unless you're the founder. No. No. no listen, I rebuke it. Yes, I rebuke yes, all of that. Absolutely.
1: But with the name rooted so deeply in the alphabet, which is the building block of our language, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact, the letter Q can be found in books and literature in libraries around the world. So she must be good at reading, right? Yeah, oh,
2: yes, yes, definitely good at reading. Okay, <laughs> can I get a little taste you of some I, I, like to, I like to read the girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, but not me. Uh, I, I mean, remember. you don't look like one of the girls. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'll take that, I'll take that. Um, no, you do look, I have to say,
1: you look like this look was supposed to be like robe caftans today. Look
2: what It is a robe. It is, this, a robe. it is a robe. It's This is subtle. I got this at Kohl's. <laughs> oh, the Jennifer Lopez collection yeah. at Kohl's. Hello. Yes. No, you look wonderful. Thank and you. I know it's not in the
1: shop, but like, I mean, the shoes too. She even came in like amazing, like studded oh. shoes. I mean, just incredible. You look wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Um, now going back to the name, Q. Normally, like I don't like, every drag queen gets the like, where did you get your drag yeah, queen right. name but, question? But like, I think yours is so like just,
2: unique, and it's just one letter, like, what what does the letter Q represent to you? So Q, I was, like, having a hard time picking my name when I first started out, and, like, one of the things I hate is I hate being put in a box. Mm -hmm. So like I was choosing all these names and I felt like it was like, you know, limiting me. And so I was like, you know, I'm gonna pick something kind of quirky and vague and, you know, kind of weird. And then I was like, you know, Q is kind of like the outsider letter of the alphabet and it's queen and it's (laughs) queer and, you know, I I just felt right. And I just feel like I can be editorial and campy and fashion and theatrical Mm -hmm. and I can do whatever whatever the hell I want, you know, be Q. So it means nothing. Basically, no, it means nothing. nothing and everything. Nothing and nothing, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's always like, what does it stand for? Um, I don't know. Uh, I not- love
1: that, though. Um, yeah, bringing justice to the letter Q, the um, ostracized <laughs> letter. <laughs> the I'm I trying to this. bring its name back to popularity. <laughs> yes. hey. So, you are based in Kansas City? Yes, correct? Kansas City. Um, is that where your drag story began?
2: Yeah. Is that where you first got into drag? Yeah, kind of. So, I actually started drag in college when I was living in Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. I was born in Kansas, but now I'm like in Kansas City, Missouri. But then I really started performing in bars, I open shows in Kansas City. And that's really where I just like got my big awakening and start. Mm -hmm. So what was like early Q drag like? Oh gosh. Early Q drag was like doing too much. (laughs) I always thought I was that girl, which I mean, you eventually believe the delusion. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like I was a lot larger, especially in the face. The eyes were really big, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I have so much more confidence now and I know who I am and you know, I just feel great. We haven't had too many queens from that city
1: on Drag Race. I think Mo Hart is from Kansas City, and I think Widow Von Duke, drag circles in Kansas City. Yeah,
2: so I do have a drag house in Kansas Mm -hmm. City, the House Couture. Couture. I have my drag mother and my drag sisters, and you know, we like have a really close bond there, but the drag scene in Kansas City is kind of like, I feel like growing really fast, and there's so many different types of drag, but we only have like, three bars, so it's like very competitive. Mm-hmm. So like the spots are limited, but there's this like really growing population. So you kind of have to fight for your spot. Are there any times when you're like monopolizing
1: those three bars, it's like you at one bar and then your mother and your sisters at the other two bars?
2: Oh, I mean, we are some of the most working queens of the city, so I, I mean, uh, my bills are paid. <laughs> Let's just say that.
1: Do you have any like past memorable moments with like Mo or, or Widow in the city?
2: I mean, I've made stuff for Mo for like UK versus the world and you know, my mother and I have made a bunch of stuff for her, for like her Uh all-stars and you know, I've made stuff for Widow and you know, I made a lot of stuff for like queens that have been on like past seasons. Yeah, Yeah, so. Oh yes, yes. What did you make for, um, what did you make for Mo? for UK First So for Mo, I um, helped with her, uh, that the, was the art runway. Oh, okay, I know which one you're talking about. I helped about. with that yeah. one, and then the little cat runway, which mm-hmm. was like supposed to be like Sailor Moon, but she didn't get to do like Sailor Moon because it's mm-hmm. like copyright. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, and then we helped with her promo too. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. she help you? for the season? Uh, a little bit. She had some fabric at Mulan's so that I ended up stealing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so indirectly, you just stole indirectly. from those. yeah, I said, season.
2: hey, um, I have this thing that I need Going to, to get for. It. Hello. <laughs> uh, you you are also, I mean,
1: I was gonna get to this. You're, you're a seamstress and a designer and uh, you do hello. have connections to other boo girls because I understand you are responsible for some other iconic looks on Drag Race in the past. Yes, or of like-
2: course. You know, I've made a lot of things. I made uh, Lux Noir London's signature drag for yes. the first episode last season. I made one of her finale looks that she didn't get to end up wearing, which was so sad, but um, also really sickening. I made stuff for Robin. I've worked on stuff for Heidi, BB, um, Jada. Ooh, yeah. What did you make for Heidi? So Heidi, we worked on some stuff for when she was at the Emmys for her season.
1: Wait. Okay. So this look for Lux though that she didn't get to do at the finale. I saw there were some pictures of it online.
2: Yeah. What is it? What was the full effect going to be? So it was like this. It was like this complete like transformation garment. So it was like this kind of like streetwear hoodie and like mini skirt. But then it like when you spun and revealed out of it, it turned into like this uh, really sparkly skirt and corset. It would have been epic. Wait, did you steal it and use it on season 16? Oh, no, it had her name on it. Oh, it had her name uh, on I had it, her, oh, okay. I, I, I couldn't use it, I had her name on it. You still
1: could have used it. Yeah, I mean, just, that would have been- Just take it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of whiteout. Oh, no, whiteout's not allowed no, on no. Drag <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so when it comes to your own style, though, I, uh, looking through your Instagram, I mean, you've done everything from like, I. I'm so sorry, I That's forgot okay. to turn them all off. It's Lux um, <laughs> saying, don't talk about my unused looks. I didn't wanna be late. <laughs> we should keep this in. <laughs> Looking through your Instagram, it really was a treat getting to see some of the stuff that you've done. You've done everything from the prehistoric pinup, I would I would say, to what looks like <laughs> a demonic, possessed, holiday elf on the shelf. Oh, uh, yeah, I kind of. Describe this. So if you had to describe your aesthetic
2: and your approach to fashion and makeup, how would you describe it all? I I just, my drag is not put in a box or it's not just one type of way. Like I do all kinds of drags and I I do all of them very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I like to experiment and have fun and and do these eclectic things, but also fashion and camp and all these things coming together. That's what makes me who I am Mm -hmm. because I do have such a wide range of like what I can do. So would you say you are like the look queen of the season? Oh, I would say that I'm the look concept and outfit for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in on stage and like 20 minutes later, the rest of my train will probably follow in after me. <laughs> I'm always about big and grandiose and more is more. And mm-hmm. you know, when people see a show with me, they remember me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely never going
1: to forget this interview. Um, what if you, without spoiling too much, what would, if you could tease like the look you're most proud of that we're gonna see on Drag Race? What are a few like words you would use to describe uh, the look?
2: Big, grand, I outdid myself, let's just say that. My potential is just, com- <laughs> continues to
1: rise. Love this, love this. Now you also are, you're a married woman?
2: Yes. I of-
1: I love this. The wedding ring. The ring. I mean, balancing married life with drag. We hear a lot of the time, and they've even had discussions about this in the workroom about how like dating and drag and relationships and drag, it's a really difficult thing sometimes. So I'm curious as to how you and your husband met and what's the secret to your longevity as a couple?
2: So my husband and I met on a social app. I think you know which one I'm talking about. Christian Mingle talking about Uh, Farmers Only. We hooked up and then like ghosted each other for like three months. As is typical. Uh, You know, as is canon for gay culture. (laughs) And then we saw each other at Pride like three months later and have been together ever since. Mm -hmm. And then about a year later, he proposed to me when I was in drag at a drag show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like with a full audience and everything? Yeah, it was like this competition I was doing and he came up on stage after I performed and like proposed. Did you win the competition? We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, technically, you did since Losing you got a marriage a proposal new out of it. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I do love that. I, I love seeing, like, a, a, you know, in the queer community, a marriage success story because, yeah. like, we do, like, the workroom, they do have, I remember, I forget which season it was, but they talked a lot about how dating and drag is very hard. So that's never been an issue, like, with this.
2: Yeah. I mean, my husband has always been, like, very, very, very supportive. And, like, one of the things he said when he proposed to me is, like, he wants to love me and love the life that I want to live and my dreams and, you know. Oh, I love you. That's very
1: cute. I love that. I'm very happy for you. Thank you so much. Um, so now I want to ask you some questions that I'm asking all of the queens on this season. Um, did you borrow anything from like past Ru Girls to bring with you to season 16? No, I'm an original. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all? Uh, I'm an original girl. Okay, oh, I, I love didn't, that.
2: I didn't borrow anything. I either, I made it or my drag mom made it. I just know cause like Willem is like always like oh I lent a girl's shoes or something. Oh, so, no. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, so what can you tease about, we always know, like, I mean, Drag Race, the twists, they're twisting, something's coming, we know something's coming. It always happens on Drag Race. Mm. What, oh, oh, oh that <laughs>
2: might be my question right there. Um,
1: so what can you tease about what's coming ahead for the twists and turns, and then what is going to elevate season 16 from past seasons?
2: I will just say things are gonna happen in this season that have never happened before in Drag Race history. So it's gonna be a very exciting season. And also just like this season has great, chemistry, like it's, it's like super fun and we're all very, very shady. So that'll be really fun to see playback in, in real time. Are you one of the shady ones? Oh, of course. Yes? Uh, of course. Yes. I love that. <laughs> but hopefully I'll win Miss Congeniality. <laughs> so I've also heard,
1: okay, so
2: Mirage said, she used the word evil multiple times. Uh, I love my good sister, but Miss Plaineth and it would have to probably be, she likes to say that she's truthful. Let's just put truthful. it that way. <laughs> that was the other
1: thing Mirage chose her words very carefully. She was like, we're all very honest. So yeah, honest, yeah so some, some girls call it shade. Some mm-hmm. girls call it honesty. honesty. We'll
2: see how this all plays yeah. out. So Hello. Untucked is good this year. Oh, I, I think it's great. Yes. I'm in it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is,
1: I guess it could be a little bit different than Shadiest, but if, You had the mistress Isabel Brooks drag delusion vaccine in your hand. Who would be getting it on this season?
2: Oh, Plain would be getting a little bit of it for sure. (laughs) I love my sister, but she definitely needs a couple doses, a couple vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but there are some other girls who also I would say need it. Also, um, maybe nymphy a little bit. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe let's see who else. We're I'm just going on the all list. of them. girl. <laughs> I could just line them up. <laughs> I've heard Dawn is evil. Dawn, uh, she she can be. She's <laughs> she's a little an evil little elf on the shelf. <laughs> she is. I, mean, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, with those ears too. Yeah, I she, mean, you think she's sweet, Mama, but
1: got another thing coming. So, uh, also without spoiling anything, what are some mood words? for a moment that you are most excited for or nervous for people to see about you on season 16?
2: Shocking, um, astounding, uh, (laughs) regrets, amazing, loud all of it's loud so just everything yeah just everything everything and everything every... and nothing just like everything just... everywhere all at once <laughs> yeah oh, i love that
1: so was there any queen story or like impact that they've had on you in the past that you look to most as like your sort of maybe guiding inspiration while preparing for season 16
2: i don't know if i like Based my package off of like any queen in particular, but I would say like Sasha Valore's like mm. final lip sync performance. I would say that was like one of my biggest inspirations to really like start like really going into drag and and um, that blend of like theater, which is like wh- what I went to school for and what I grew up in, yeah. with drag and seeing those like two worlds come together. That was like pivotal for me. Mm -hmm. So you did, you studied theater? Yeah, I have a theater design degree and a performance degree. BFA weaponizer of the season. Uh, Hello, you know, (laughs) a little bit bit of a costume designer. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to say
1: about what's coming ahead on season 16? Anything else you're excited for fans to see?
2: Um, You won't want to miss uh, everything that happens on this season because it's going to be different for sure.
1: Well, Q, it was very lovely to meet you. I cannot wait to see what you do on this season. So thank you so much for being here here yes
2: of course thank you so much of course
1: and stay tuned for more with the cast of rupel's drag race season 16 after this bye Thanks again for listening. We will be back soon with more from our season 16 Queens. Up next, we have Safira Crystal and Tsunami Muse. Until then, keep up with Quick Drag and our Drag Race overall coverage at EW.com slash Drag Race. And make sure to check back on our YouTube and social pages for videos of these interviews as they become available leading up to the January 5th premiere on MTV.
2: This weather, Ooh. cloudy weather. Ooh, I love this podcast.